Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. You hold the line faithful to duty, confronting our nation's foes with implacable will. A vital element in keeping the peace is our military so that no potential aggressor may be tempted to risk his own destruction. You hold the line true to honor, living by a moral code regardless of who is watching. Our surrender will be voluntary because by that time we will have been weakened from within spiritually, morally, and economically. Hey, Mark, uh, your mic on? Yep, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you loud and clear. All right, everybody, uh, welcome to the inaugural episode of Holding the Line, a national security podcast which endeavors to peel back the onion a little bit on innovation, on policy, on technology, and their impacts on both foreign policy and national security. I'm your host. I'm recently retired U.S. Navy Commander Guy Snodgrass, and joining me as always is my co-host, recently retired U.S. Army Colonel Mark Solomons. Mark, how you doing? Buzz, I'm doing great. Hey, uh, you know, to help our listeners get a better sense for who we are, I thought we'd start off by talking a little bit about each other. And, and if you've ever served in uniform, uh, this situation probably sounds like something you've been faced with, which is anytime you have a evaluation or a, or a performance report due or you're going to get an a, a end of service or an end of tour award, uh, the reality is you typically draft it yourself and you send it up and then your boss will tailor it to suit their needs. So the worst part of your year is when you're asked to do that because uh, for most members of the military, you just hate talking about yourself and hate uh, certainly talking about the uh, to brag about the things you've done. So I'm going to do that for Mark real quick. Uh, Colonel Mark Solomons, recently retired U.S. Army member of the infantry, member of armor within the U.S. Army. Uh, he, he's unique because he's seen both operations and the strategic side of things. And I think that's one of the things that I love about starting this podcast with him is that not only are we practitioners of the military career field, not only have we seen frontline combat, but also have had a chance to uh, teach it and also put it into practice by working on some of the uh, United States national level strategies. So for Mark, you know, he's been around this business for a long period of time. He studied business at Cal State in Chico. He had originally enlisted in the U.S. Army and rose all the way up to the ranks of sergeant. He made sergeant when he was stationed in Korea. And at that point in time, uh, he was asked to consider becoming an army, excuse me, an officer in the U.S. Army. So he went to officer candidate school. Uh, he was a, you know, dyed green, hard charging infantry guy who wanted to get back to infantry. And instead, he was asked to come and join the ranks of armor. And I'll let Mark... Uh, either in this podcast or in future ones, uh, describe the differences, of course, between infantry, armor, and other branches within the U.S. Army. Uh, he had the opportunity, he participated in Desert Storm 91. He In the 1990s, he also spent time in Bosnia, Kosovo, Macedonia. So he is hitting all of these hotspots around the world where the United States is actively engaged in combat operations. In 2001, he was part of the uh, response for 9-11 when he was stationed at Fort Stewart. Uh, he's participated in Operation Iraqi Freedom as part of the 4th Infantry Division. Uh, and in fact, you know, I'll leave this over to Mark at some point down the road, but uh, even was severely wounded during an ambush at that point in time. He went back uh, later, years later, to Iraq uh, and, and was able to see the transformation of that country from the early stages of Operation Iraqi Freedom to the later stages. And I first met Mark, actually, when I was going through as a student at the Naval War College back in 2011. I had recently completed a tour of duty in Japan. 
had been selected to go to the Naval War College as a student. And Mark was actually one of my instructors uh, who stood out because he took a very deep strategic look at some of the case studies that we worked our way through. So when we had the opportunity, we both found ourselves stationed here in Washington, D.C., uh, both of us ending our careers with tours in the Pentagon, we kind of looked at each other and said, you know, it'd be great is to take a lot of that experience, that exposure, that knowledge, and turn it back around and to help not only members of the military uh, use that to better themselves, to understand more about uh, some of the perspectives on service they might experience the next coming years or even decades if they stay in long enough, but also the civilian leaders and, and the American public, because there's a lot of gaps that exist, as we've seen highlighted over recent events, where uh, there's just a divergence between how members of the military kind of see the world and how members of the American public who the military serves see the see the world. So, you know, that's Mark in a nutshell. He just wound up with his tour from the Pentagon. He literally just this past week has retired. So, Mark, welcome. Great to have you here as a co-host. Great introduction. I appreciate you bragging on me. Uh, as, you, as you are, I'm far too modest to uh, go into all those details. I just have enjoyed my 33 years in the military and looking forward to continuing to serve my country however I see fit. And doing this podcast with you, I think, is a great opportunity for us to share our lessons learned over both of our careers in national security at both uh, the operational, tactical, and most importantly, strategic level right now. But let me say a few words about Buss there. As he mentioned earlier, he was one of my uh, students up at the Naval War College when I was a military professor. He was a uh, commander before he retired, and he is an outstanding uh, analyst in all regards there. Throughout his career, Buss was a Top Gun instructor. I mean, do I need to say any more Top Gun instructor? That is just about as good as it gets as a naval aviator. He's done two tours of Japan. He was a speechwriter for Admiral Greenert. He was a speechwriter and communication director for General Mattis. He commanded a fighter squadron. He was selected for captain of an aircraft carrier, which we'll get into here in our next podcast. Decided to decline that and uh, get into the business of national security as a civilian, and that's what the uh, crux of our podcast is going to be on leaders, former operators in the service, and how they can help serve the country from a national defense and security and policy standpoint. Yeah, thanks, Mark. And, and uh, as you mentioned, that's really the crux of this kind of opportunity. We've certainly experienced plenty over our, what, cumulative 50 years worth of experience, uh, we've been exposed to some phenomenal leaders. We've been exposed to some less than desirable leaders. We've been exposed to a lot of different combat scenarios and, of course, a lot of just a wide breadth of topics that impact all branches of the military and a lot of the elements of national security. Uh, we're going to get an opportunity to break a lot of those down. We're going to have a chance to bring in some recognized experts, people who have either uh, made a big difference in our careers and our lives, or people who we've seen that have made a outsized difference on the national stage. We'd love to learn and hear from them. And then also give Mark and I a chance just to kind of bat that around and discuss why we think it's important and what you can learn from it. I got nothing else. <laughs> Uh, so with that being said, hey, uh, Mark, great to have you in the studio today. we got a couple more uh, things we want to talk about. In fact, coming up next, we're going to go ahead and uh, jump right into a conversation with Dr. Sam Ward from UCSD. He's going to talk to us a little bit about coronavirus, which fittingly, as Mark mentioned, has given us the opportunity to even get this thing fired up in the first place, and uh, we'll be off to the races. So, Mark, once again, thanks for joining. Hey, glad to be here, Buzz. And for those of you taking the time to listen, thanks for spending your time with Holding the Line Podcast. We'll be back with you soon.